day and age, marketing is less about technical media buying aspects and much more about creative iteration and creative development. And it truly comes down to they who can pump out the most creative and have the most interesting angles and identify which angles to go build on is going to win. And AI is just this amazing tool to allow us to do that 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times faster. Nothing's great at this very moment in time at the total finished product. You can just trust it implicitly, but everything is great at either a starting point or creating components. If you're not in there using chat GPT on a daily basis and mid-journey and Dolly on a daily basis, I think you're, you're severely missing out and I think you're gonna miss the boat. In 2023, say goodbye to operational constraints and skewed demand predictions. Printful Enterprise is here to take all of that off your plate with white-label on-demand production. Reach your global customer base with more cost efficiency than ever and offer them a wide range of premium quality products from apparel to home decor. Printful will fulfill pack and ship orders all under your brand. Team up with a player who will always be dedicated to your growth. Team up with Printful Enterprise. We did at D2C and we've never looked back. Learn more at printful.com enterprise. That's printful.com enterprise. Join the team. It's all killer, no filler. I'm Eric Dick. This is the D2C Podcast. And today I have convened a panel of people from around the pilot house and D2C worlds and the daily CTA worlds to talk about the AI takeover, what we're doing in our organization right now with AI that we want to share with you. So today we have Jeff for his annual podcast appearance, my co-founder at D2C, one of the co-founders of Pilot House as well, as well as Cam on the marketing side of Pilot House and Jordan. Uh, if you're not listening to this, you should be listening to the daily CTA podcast, which is Jordan's podcast that he does with us, as well as the, uh, the daily CTA newsletter. We're going to talk a little bit about how we use AI in that process. Jeff, kick us off. Is AI good or bad for the D2C industry? It's great. I mean, anytime there's disruption, it's a, it's it's an opportunity. And I think the companies that go and really dive into this, re, you know, learn how to use it, uh, are going to be the companies that that ultimately succeed. I think one of the big uh, impetus for this podcast was the contest that you actually ran uh, at with the with the Pilot House 160, 170 plus employees. How have you prioritized AI innovation uh, at Pilot House? I think we know, I mean, everybody, I think at this point knows that AI is going to change stuff. I, I don't think anyone really knows how it's going to change stuff, but we've got 175 really smart people at Pilot House and DTC across the ecosystem. So, you know, instead of us just trying to, in a, in a small group, figure out how do you best use AI, we said, we put it on the staff and said, uh, how do you guys think we should use AI? And, and then we created a contest, $1,000 prize for, for the top idea uh, in two categories of, you know, I think everyone should be doing this, um, you know, really crowdsourcing from their teams. Um, but, you know, the first is how can we use the tools that are available right now uh, that we can use to implement in our workflows? And the second is what should Pilot House be more forward facing on or forward thinking on? sorry, and what could we be investing in for the future? Knowing it's not maybe not possible yet, what should we be thinking about building that could really solve issues we have or save our, our team's time or, or save us money? And how have the results been? They've been great. They've been great. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see the kind of wide array of ideas coming in. You know, we've got everything from people saying we should take all, you know, Slack communications across the company, feed it in as a data model and basically have a, a custom built wiki that we can just kind of query anything to, you know, creating quizzes and funnels for clients, creative development, obviously, summarizing meetings, um, inputting ad account data 
and being able to query that data. Um, we've actually tried that a few times in terms of uploading spreadsheets into, you know, as simple as uploading that into ChatGPT and saying, you know, asking it questions in plain English and it, it, it spitting out the responses. There's, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff. And obviously some some more stuff in there I'm not going not gonna to share because it's, it's it could be too cool. If we it's go too back. good. Yeah. I think decentralizing the discovery process is absolutely necessary. It's like the, the place that I learned the most about ChatGPT is probably TikTok right now because every influencer, every person who you know is thinking, everyone's discovering new ways all the time for how the tool can be beneficial. And so I think decentralizing that out to as many people in your organization makes a ton of sense. Jordan, talk to us a little bit about how we're using ChatGPT on the daily CTA. Yeah, so it was actually like kind of the perfect product to test AI out on because it is a newsletter that is happening every day. So when you're creating a newsletter um, that's sent out daily, you're going to have a bunch of mundane tasks. And uh, kind of the big thing is figuring out some of those tasks that we can simplify and and narrow down and just make it as simple as possible. And ChatGBT was one, one of the big ones in terms of like content summarization because uh if you don't know the Daily CTA, we are a news summarization and curation uh, newsletter um, where we take some of the big zeitgeist articles that are out there and pushing them out daily. So it was just a matter of like kind of summarizing those articles for me and then being able to push out our own content. Um, and that's kind of the interesting thing about ChatGBT that I found was uh, it's AI in general isn't necessarily like an input output machine where you're inputting an idea or a prompt and you can't expect a perfect output. Um, yeah, so. I want to get into that. Jeff mentioned some specific things we're doing at Pilot House and we'll get into some actual results that we're seeing and, and some, of the, some of the trends that we're really seeing on the front lines. But I wanted to just go a little higher level and talk a little bit about how, I think you bring up a great point, Jordan, about how to get the most out of your prompts, how it really is an iterative process where you're going to be going back and forth with something over and over again, taking out piece of it, kind of cobbling it together. Jeff, you've done a ton of playing around on ChatGPT. What's your, uh, what's your best advice for for prompt kung fu, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you know, to me, it's like uh, it's like hiring an assistant that doesn't know who you are. And if you hire an assistant doesn't know who you are, and you just give them a task that has a bunch of context associated with it, um, and you don't give them the context, they're going to do a pretty shitty job of of that task. But um, you know, in creating a prompt, uh, if you think about delegating to an assistant for the first time, what do you do? You tell them, here's all the backstory that I think is relevant. Uh, here's the format I want to output it in and then say go. And then they're going to come back with a slightly wrong answer. And the lovely thing about something like ChatGPT is that it allows you to be iterative. It's not just a uh, in one input, one output. You can say, hey, based on that answer, uh, you know, change this about it or summarize this in point form or uh, actually bring this down to three lines instead of five. Um, so I think, I think, you know, one thing is just being knowing that it's a learning process for for like the entire world right now using these tools no one knows how to use these things properly and and to really giving it exactly what you want and thinking about what you want before you give it a prompt and thinking about how to get it to break through its own barriers that's something i found in in some of the the playing around with it i've done it 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 wants to give you a specific answer but if you're able to sometimes phrase your prompt in a different way you can get them to overcome roadblocks dive deeper into areas that you want that you want it to essentially almost the, it's funny i like there's a little comparison between like the ad algorithms like the the facebook ad algorithm and sort of figuring out how to outsmart the algorithm or maximize the algorithm similar with the prompt in order to get the best possible results can and what are you, how do you think about uh, using ChatGPT? 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good point on the prompts. Like I just, it made me, as you were just saying that, it, it made me think of an example yesterday. I was actually having it help me write uh, some email copy and I was giving it a number of prompts and it was it was basically giving me the same answer, just written uh, in different orders. It was this, you could tell it's just the same information and, and giving it better, more unique creative prompts uh, just gets the responses obviously get more and more valuable as like as you niche down. So for me, I've been trying to use language or like copy frameworks to for have it spit out information that's more usable depending on how you want to use it. Some really simple ones like the problem agitate solution, it will spit it out in this really clean formatted response in ChatGBT, and I can actually narrow in on each section of the copy that it spits out. Okay, I like this one. I don't like this one. I like this one. Okay, cool. Write me five more variations of just this section of the email. And I can start to use it in a more iterative sense, but it really just comes down to really finding a prompt that works for you. And I like how it's there's no feelings hurt. You know, if you're working with a human assistant, it's like, okay, that actually sucked. I need you to write me another one. There's no feelings. It's like, okay, just like let's narrow on on this thing. Write me five more and let's keep going. So I like that. It's, it's all yeah, it's all about the prompt. I do find myself being polite, saying thank you and please to just in case, you know, just in case. When the uh, overlords take over, the AI overlords take over. You yeah, I for one won't be on their shit Exactly, that's that's the goal there. As as a marketer, you you know, bring up problem problem agitate solution. I think there's so much work that can go into thinking, getting into your customer's mind, getting into what your customers think, and it can be one of the hardest things as a marketer to get out of your own head and your own perspective of your products. And that, to me, is one of the great research aspects of ChatGPT three is that you can just get into any number of people's heads, uh, you know, as far as AI is concerned, and find that you know the the things that they would object to most. Cam, what was your example you had uh, with that one exactly? Uh, so yeah, yesterday I had it write me a full ad for Snow teeth whitening product and said, uh, write me an ad about how uh, you know teeth whitening builds a sense of self confidence and why having a brighter smile you know would benefit everyone. I forget what the actual prompt was, and it write me this beautiful ad, and then I actually just copy and pasted the answer, put it back into ChatGPT, and said, tell me why someone wouldn't buy this product if they just heard that ad, and it basically comes up with its own arguments and like a counterpoint to everything that it does. So it allows you to put yourself in like both the advertiser's mind to the consumer's mind and then you can kind of like even narrow down further if you want. So I love I love using it as as like a research tool but to counter your own biases and your own thoughts based on the data that it has available to it. The other cool, just add on to that too, is that you you can almost get it to role play a little bit and say you are a uh, you know thirty five year old female in Texas who loves horses and uh, you know uh, eats a bunch of fast food and and you can have it kind of play that persona to kind of chat you through other problems, which can be really really valuable. Yeah, and, and for the newsletter, like. Uh Usually what I do to start off like the prompts, because I do this, I, I work with it daily, how I start off the prompts is pretend I am a expert marketer and you are my assistant. Summarize this article into four of the most important points and I'll submit the article and then I'll get the four most important points from that article directly uh, relevant to being an expert marketer. So it's super interesting. It's really cool. And you, it varies in terms of content. Like... I, I did just uh, summarize these four uh, this article into four points, and then I tested it against uh, summarize this article into four points if I were an expert marketer, and the points were completely different. So it's it's pretty cool. Or a newbie marketer, or anything, yeah. right? You can yeah, just get exactly. into anyone's perspective, like a 1950s gangster. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, and, and that is, there's a couple of things we've been playing around with on the, on the DTC side and kind of tossing around the ideas of, you know, one is, you know, as people come into the newsletter, they they tell us whether they're, you know, a brand new marketer or they're an advanced marketer or they're a, you know, brand owner, a, a CMO at a Fortune 100 company, et cetera. Um, one of the ideas we've been tossing around is could we, could we use uh, AI to change the tone of the newsletter for different audiences where we couldn't possibly write all those newsletters manually, it would take too much time. But if AI could change it so that, you know, the newbies don't get the acronyms, they get the full words and the advanced people get the acronyms, maybe more of a summarized uh, format. I think there's some really cool stuff we could do there. I know we're already using it on the DTC side to kind of match our tone in the newsletter. So if someone writes an article that doesn't quite have that, that what, what do you call it, Eric, the wryness or the uh, yeah. the kind of Informed uh, but informal. Yeah. So we, we we've been we've been working with uh, ChatGPT to actually change the the tone of a piece of writing, and then putting that into production. So it's it's pretty damn cool. Normally here, you'll hear my announcer voice telling you about one of our partner's great e-commerce SaaS businesses, but today I get to tell you about my thing and invite you to C-Suite Mastermind, Las Vegas, March 23rd and 24th. 2023. In September, we ran our first in-person mastermind in Victoria, British Columbia. It was a smash success and a clear sign to keep bringing together the top minds of our industry for concentrated learning and relationship building events. So now we can all meet up in Las Vegas, March 23rd and 24th, just ahead of Shop Talk. Check out directtoconsumer.co slash events to see the lineup of amazing mentors we're bringing to the table, including the Midday Squares trio, the founders and operators behind Obvi Collagen, Mini Katana, Kuru Footwear, and more. So whether you're building in CPG, health, apparel, or even bladed weaponry, we're going to have the content and connections at C-Suite that make a serious impact to your results in 2023. So that's directtoconsumer.co slash events, Viva Las Vegas, and let's go. Just like AI can create the Sigma eyebrows on my camera screen uh, with their new filter that I was testing yesterday, it can also change the tone of your article. Um, the thing, and I want to get into some of the practical things that we're actually using it for in a little bit about the early returns we're seeing, but I'll just mention the, the use case that I really see is something we talk about in our through our education course that we've created and through the podcast, the Pilot House talks about all the time, is this thing that we call the pilot method, was essentially just a way of breaking down your own assumptions when you start a, a, a Facebook campaign, a meta ads campaign, being able to actually create very clear avatars, you know, four different avatar angle combinations, essentially, where you're coming up with a very exact reason that a person would buy this product. And you're testing it in, in ad groups, essentially, with low budget in order to get a signal about which of these angles performs best. And I think it's a step that people overlook often when they're launching brands. And it's just absolutely critical. Every brand that Pilot House launches is running this pilot test. And I think, yeah, I just think it's built for that. It's just built for doing some of the, the digging and the work on uh, fleshing out all those angles angles and avatars for specifically the pilot test. Is that something that we've tested, do you think, Cam, on the, uh, on the pilot side? Um, it's so funny. You, you know, we've worked with 170 plus now super smart people. And I love ChatGBT because the, the simplicity of the interface has allowed everyone to kind of use it in their own unique way. So, I mean, to answer your question, like absolutely that's happening and teams are using it in different ways, whether that be in like researching and, and kind of a better understanding their avatars and building customer profiles or even using the information that our clients already have on existing customer profiles and literally like copying and pasting it into chat GPT and like tell me more that I didn't already know about this profile. So there's so many different applications on how teams are using it to do that in terms of like a research side for sure. 
And is it working? You were just showing a, f- a few screenshots. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll I mean, go. Is it actually working yet? Yeah, so, so I guess to take that a step further, uh, yeah, there's just two examples I was looking at this morning of uh, teams that are using it to write ad copy. So what they're doing is they're copying and pasting top-performing ad copy that we already have in accounts, throwing it into ChatGBT and say, hey, write me more variations of top-performing ad copy. And they're just including it in some initial you know, testing that, we're, uh, that they're doing. And I mean, I... It's somewhat small scale, but you know we've got a good good amount of money behind some of these tests, and the, the results are pretty damn promising. You know, anywhere from like twenty to fifty percent increases uh, in like effectiveness. So you're seeing a decrease in CBC, uh, sometimes like double or triple click through rate. It's pretty wild. Some of the early results that we're getting. So teams are feeling pretty damn excited about the results they're getting from a copy perspective and just using it in ad copy. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, some of the tools we've talked about building is exactly that. How, you know, we've worked with hundreds of clients over the years and, you know, I think we're over hundreds of millions of dollars of ad spend, you know, in terms of how, how if we can feed in everything into it and create a data model off that, um, it'll be able to find out the cross, you know, the, the cross account things that work for any ad or work for most ads and kind of pump out, pump out what's, what's most likely to work. I think it's, uh, yeah. Hugely, it just hugely, fits. Uh, it just it just fits so well with the iterative model, with the performance marketing model, right? We harp on it on this podcast all the time. As an agency, you're always trying to iterate, find, improve on your winners, and when it, when it, when it comes to your creative, your landing pages, all these things, and and AI is just built to iterate as much as you want. Yeah, and I think that's it. Like in this day and age, marketing is less about the technical media buying aspects um, and much more about creative iteration and creative development. And and it truly comes down to, you know, they who can pump out the most creative and have the most interesting angles and identify which angles to go build on is going to win. And and AI is just this amazing tool to allow us to do that 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times faster. Artificial iteration Let's go. We've got a f- five minutes left here. Like Jeff, what were you going to say? Well, I just we, we have we've just been talking about ChatGPT basically the whole time, but there are other tools out there that that Pilotos is starting to use. Um, you know, Dolly and Midjourney. You know, image image creation tools. Um, I think I think it's important to kind of talk about, and this is kind of across every tool. And I think Jordan touched on this, but nothing's great at this very moment in time at the total finished product. You can just trust it implicitly, but everything is great at either a starting point or creating components. So you know, our, our creative teams have already been using it heavily to create components of creatives. Um, you know, uh, backgrounds. I know I know uh, one of our people. Just they wanted to have a puppy running through a field, um, holding the product in their in in the puppy's mouth, and obviously, um, uh, you know, Dolly and Midjourney aren't good at replicating someone's product, you know, pixel for pixel at this point. But they can create the back, uh, the, you know, the puppy. They can create the field, and then we Photoshop in the product. So you know, that's been something that's been being used quite a bit. Um, yeah, as basically a, a component for creators we develop. Yeah, and um, it's not perfect for sure, but another component to that, I think it enables it enables people who are inherently non, let's say non-visual, <laughs> struggle struggle to pull things together in some kind of like visual example to say, hey, hey, AI, whatever AI tool, 
help me like create basically a mock-up of whatever I'm thinking. And if they can get it to a point where they can hand that off to an actual designer and say, this is generally what I was thinking. And it's like an elevated version of like a sketch on a piece of paper. I think it's just like a, it enables people to speak a more universal creative language. If you have a better visual to hand off to your design team. So there's, so there's some interesting potential there to allow people to just collaborate better. I wonder how many times cyberpunk has been typed into one of these visual images. All the images I see are super cyberpunk. I've made made some cool ones. It is we're at the I'm thinking we've got this event coming up and we've got our landing page with our our little urgency icons for our price breaks have been created with AI which was which was a fun little process. And so yeah, we'll kind of keep keep using it on the visual side as well. Is there anything else anything else on the writing side of Jordan have you experimented with like what's the what what's the summarized tool that we use? Is it just ChatGPT or is there another one? I've I've used a couple like um, WordTune is is pretty good in terms of uh, article summarization. Um, in terms of writing content, I've dabbled in ChatGPT, but I've also looked at uh, Jesper, which is another AI, and it's actually, in my opinion, in terms of like providing a content skeleton, Jesper's the product is a lot better in terms of like what it's spitting out than ChatGPT. But yeah, there's so many tools out there. Even like ChatGPT, like copies that's coming out, so it's really cool. I've used um, Copy.ai as well. I don't know if that's another one in your your resource bank. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it, it also enables you to basically pick your writing framework too. There's so many different examples that spits out like perfect templates for social, perfect template for email, whatever. So it's a little bit more like. I don't want to say customizable, but you can kind of select your path and the AI will guide you down it versus just sending like a sentence prompt and it spits it out in a simple interface. So I find it pretty pretty cool. Just don't ask it to do language or hands. No hands. Any sort of display language or any sort of hands, it's it's gonna well, be and I, I think the thing is, I mean the one the one kind of major takeaway from all of this is that that everyone should just be getting their hands dirty and testing, testing, testing. There's literally new products launching every single day. Some are awesome, some are horrible, some are just a clone of something else. I mean, if you're not in there using chat GPT on a daily basis and mid journey and dolly on a daily basis, I think you're, you're severely missing out and I think you're going to, you're going to miss the boat. It's the next big thing, right? Like I've been in, I've been in this game a long time and the internet's been around a long time and we've always thought, okay, what is this next big, like huge kind of wave going to go through the industry? We've talked about it maybe being web three, it still might be, but nothing has come on the industry like AI. I think about Google and their search business and I think about like, they're sitting on probably some of the best AI that's ever been created, but if they launch it in the wrong way, it could cannibalize their whole search business. So it's quite a, quite an interesting predicament they find themselves in. Yeah, I think every single industry is going to be disrupted in some some way by this. You know, I, I, I think it's it's going to be a wild journey for sure. Probably a lot more than Zuckerberg's metaverse, I'm thinking. So maybe Zuck's going to have to get on this AI train sooner than later as well. I don't know, man. Those, those 38 active users or whatever they have are, uh, I'm sure they're, they're, they're almost, it's almost on the edge. It's going to happen. Well... AI is happening. It's here. Get working with it. And uh, send me an email, eric at directtoconsumer.co with any cool ideas you have for how you're putting AI into work at your business. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you guys in Vegas. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.